And we're off. I have to say, first of all, such an apology to everybody. Because I had an air conditioner going because it's balls hot outside. And when I was listening to our podcast, I could hear it rumble in the background. Really? I didn't yeah. notice it when I was editing. Really? Well, oh, if, yeah. if anybody heard it, I completely apologize. And I will be sweating today for you. Wow. Aren't you the nice one? Well, you know, <laughs> it hurts to make art. <laughs> Back to the watch list with Patty and Bill. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Catch up on all of our back episodes at thewatchlistpod.com. Engage with us on social media at symbol the watch the watchlist pod, at symbol pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, and at symbol I wish I could get my mouth to work. And then also, <laughs> if you're listening to us on Apple, please give us a five star review. We would love that. All 23 of you. 24 of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, 24. So how are you today? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I took a nap. I So our dogs, well, one of our dogs, Yobi, the beautiful 15-and-a-half-year-old who's deaf and half-blind, decided that at 4 a.m. she needed to go outside, which is fine. You know, I, I, I'm okay with that. But then I was mostly awake since 4 a.m. So, of course, that makes me hungry at about 10.30 in the morning. Yeah. For what should be, you know, I mean, seven hours later, you know, whatever it is. And and so my day was kind of thrown off and I ate and then I just powered down. It was as if my internal switch said, fuck you, you're going to go to sleep right now. And I shut down for like an hour and a half. Mm. So I feel a little awake right now. Well, that's good. It's good to be awake. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. That's the power of being over 50. You can take naps and it's totally cool. Uh, yeah, really. Than any hoozy. <laughs> Although, if I Are take you, naps, I'm, I'm so much more tired than if I didn't, really. Or I will just sleep well, they say for like if you four take... hours, it won't be a nap. It'll be like full-on Ah, yeah. Well, they say if you take a short nap, it's way better than, you know, taking an hour or two nap, or an hour or two, in air quotes, nap. Mm. But uh, I'll tell you what, I'm awake as fuck right now. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. Zippy, zippy, zippy. Excellent. Do it, But anyway, so how many things you got today? I have officially two things. Cool. I've officially got three, and Ooh, I know one of them you're beating me. we share. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have. We well, share. you know, it's a rare week when I do that. It is and, very and rare. I'll, and I'll tell you why. Because two of those things I watched today. Oh, hey. It's just been, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been, a, it's, it's, it, this is just a very busy time. Mm-hmm. And, and so having the time to sit down and watch something independent of Laura, who is still in her walking boot for another week. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's kind of difficult because I feel bad watching stuff without her, especially if it's stuff I really, really like. And I have one of those things today, Ooh, by the way. Okay. 
so you know there's a part of me like oh, i gotta watch stuff for the show <laughs> and then there's another part of me is like oh but i feel so guilty because pretty soon we're going to be in a show hole because travelers is going to be over in like three Uh-oh. episodes and then the other part of me goes back and says but you have a show to do 24 people count on you and then there then the other part of me is like all right let's go watch something so i'm going to start with the worst thing first <gasps> oh okay oh yeah it's called farzar far Yes, it is called Farzar, F-A-R-Z-A-R. It is an animated show by the people who did Paradise PD. Okay. And and I knew it was Paradise PD's people because, one, the animation looks exactly the same, and, two, several regulars do voices on that show, most notably the awesome Lance Reddick, by the way, the concierge from John Wick's movies. Oh, yes. I love that guy. I absolutely love that. I would love to meet that guy one day. Any hoozy. So this is this is a show, and I and I hesitate to even tell you what it's about. Well, where is it at? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It is on Netflix right now. Okay. It is streaming on Netflix right now, and you can avoid the fuck out of this. And I and I say that because I'm always in for adult themed animation, always. Because I I like when animated characters say fuck every now and then and get into some crazy, wacky shit. And Paradise PD was my shit for a while because it was so over the top. But this show, Farzar, from from the same people, has none of that appeal. It's as if they are going to the well again, but with the lesser scripts that they didn't produce for Paradise PD and just kind of turned it on its ear so that it's more sci-fi driven or fantasy driven. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 about uh, so Lance Reddick plays a plays this this uber macho hero dude and his son or his stepson Prince uh Feichel, and he puts together a ragtag crew because Lance Reddick's character wants this kid to fail to go outside of their domed city to fight evil aliens. And it, it even sounds stupid when I'm trying to describe it. <laughs> okay. But but you know what? If I guess if I were drunker, I might enjoy this a little bit more. But I shouldn't be drunk to enjoy comedy i really shouldn't no, so no. farzar stay as far from farzar <laughs> as you car all right never mind that was bad yeah it was okay so my first thing is on mm. amazon prime it's a new series on amazon and then yeah okay <laughs> there? yeah <laughs> it's a new yeah. series on amazon prime it premiered uh, today, apparently at midnight this morning. Whoa. Yeah. Fresh. Uh, yeah, I watched a couple episodes last night. It is based on a comic book, and it's called Paper Girls. Okay. Uh, okay. I've read the first two issues of, like, two graphic novels of Paper Girls, and then I reached out to our friend of the show, Terry, and said, hey, 
is there a three? Because hey, it totally left me hanging. And he's like, actually, there's a three, four, five, and six. And I'm like, well, send all of them to me because I need to finish this off of the comic. Now, the series is the first two episodes are very close to close-ish, I'm going to say, because there's a lot of differences already that I'm seeing. Uh, but I still like it. Uh, it's about four girls who are paper delivery girls. They deliver the newspaper, and they're delivering the paper the morning after Halloween in 1988. Oh. Okay. And then they unwittingly are caught up in a conflict between warring factions of time travelers, sending them on an adventure through time to save the world. One of the girls, huh. yeah, one of the girls, they're 12 years old, these girls, and one of them meets her adult self, who is played by Ali Wong. Oh, cool. Yeah. I like Ali Wong. Yeah. And if you've ever been like, well, if you remember when you were 12, thinking, what will my life be like when I'm, you know, in 31 years in the future, when I'm 41 or three or what have you, um, what will my life be like? And then being horrifically disappointed in yourself. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't. Would you? That's so, what the, right, in that's the show. That's question. what happens in the show. She's like horribly <laughs> disappointed in herself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I have to watch this show already. Really but cute. I have a it's question really for so you. Uh-huh. All right, so twelve-year-old Patty, six years from meeting Awesome Bill, mm-hmm. and I'm six years from meeting Awesome Patty. Yes. Would you be disappointed in you? What did you? And, and why would you be disappointed if you were? Uh, in me right now or in me when I was, what, 40-something? Um, Based on I, I the guess character of you show. Wanted, um, whenever, yeah, I guess take it from, you know, their time jump, just to be fair. Um, No, I don't think I would be disappointed in myself then. Because when I was 12, I had dreamed that I would be living in my own apartment in the city, and I'd be all cool, city job, city girl, and I was. And see, there you go. At 43. Boom. And I was uh, doing computery stuff, which is hip and cool. Um, well, it is now. Uh, I don't know how. Yeah, I guess I would still think that was hip and cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think I wouldn't right. be nearly as disappointed as uh, as her 12-year-old self is in, in her. So wait. So this this was a how many year time jump? Uh, it was, um, they, they were specifically saying 31 years. From 88, when they're 12 years old, to 31. So it's, it's like they jumped to 2019, I believe. All right. So, oh, so I guess that's a fair question. Am I going by 2019, Bill, or am I going by 31-year-old from when I was 12, Bill? Um, or 31-year or time do jump? The thir- well, because, yeah, in 88, I was 18. So, yeah, I would do from, like, 82, Bill. To yeah, the same time difference. Same, Not the all right, year, so same time same different. Same time difference, yeah. And am I eighteen or am I? You'd be twelve, just like the all girls right, so, in the show. So twelve and thirty-one is what forty-four. Yeah. No, forty-three. Forty-three. Yeah. You're forty-three. Which old would self. make it like nine years ago. Yeah, I think I would be a little disappointed. In <laughs> oh Bill. no. Well, so. I lost a lot of weight once, and mm-hmm. I've gained it all back. Mm-hmm. 
So if we did the 31-year time jump from 18-year-old Bill to now, I would be horribly disappointed in how I treated my body. Okay. So I would tell me as 18-year-old Bill, please stop eating shit and go to a gym and stick with it and please stop fucking up your knees. An 18-year-old um, Bill would be like, fuck you, old man. <laughs> Fuck you, old man. No, actually, 18-year-old Bill would be cool because yeah. because 12-year-old Bill and 18-year-old Bill always believed in sci-fi and uh, that okay. stuff like this was always possible. And so 18-year-old Bill or 12-year-old Bill or whatever it was, even 6-year-old Bill with Star Wars would, would take that at face value and go, you're me? All right. It's a little weird, but I can see the family resemblance, so let's roll with this. Yeah. My God, you're fat. Well, shut up, me. <laughs> Thanks. But would I be disappointed in what I did for a living? Fuck no. I love what I do for a living. Cool. You know, and I love doing this podcast and still, and because of this podcast, getting to do what we went to college to do. Yeah. yeah. And there aren't many people who can say that. Right. You know, and especially after the pandemic, when people started gravitating away from their going to work places and changing careers and all of that, I dove more into my career and have never been happier. So in some ways, yes, I would be utterly disappointed in me. <laughs> and, in, and in some ways, I would be like, fuck, yeah, that, that actually, yeah, all right, I work out. Yeah. I didn't work out, work out, because obviously I'm fat, but life worked out. <laughs> but anyhow. Yeah, so yeah. this show is, I like it so far. Um, I Because I've been reading the comics, the differences, I'm like, I kind of like the way they worked this out in the comic better than on the show, but I'll accept it because there are only eight episodes and they're a half an hour apiece, so they're trying to move forward quickly. Mm. So I'm like, I get it, fine. Okay, I'll allow it because they're trying to move really fast through all this. Okay. Um, and uh, ah, Brad Pitt is one of the uh, producers on this. One of the oh, executive it's his plan producers. B. Yeah, it's one of his executive producers. Well, that's cool. This show sounds dope. Yeah, this show's pretty cool. I'm I'm digging it. Uh, apparently, according to Wikipedia, there are some episodes that are 56 minutes long. But okay. the first two, three episodes that I watched, I watched the first three. They're all half an hour piece because they ended really fast. I was like, what? That's over already? And it was only half Well, they're probably episode. just pulling you in. Yes, and they did. They and they did? They definitely did pull me in. And what is this and where is it again? It's on Amazon Prime and it's called Paper Girls. Cool. So the next thing that I have is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it is on Peacock. Oh. It is a show called The Resort. Mm-hmm. And so here's my story, and, and everybody knows this. This is no secret, including you. Especially when life gets a little crazy, I look for short things to watch. And that's not a bad thing. It's just that sometimes it's mood-based. I want to watch a comedy or, you know, I'm looking for something to talk about on the show so I can talk about more on the show. Mm -hmm. Well, I come across, and, I, and something told me, go to the channels you don't usually go to. Mm -hmm. 
stay the fuck away from Hulu and Prime and Netflix and all that other sort of stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with those, but, you know, those are the normals. So I land on that and I see a picture of the actor William Jackson Harper. And William Jackson Harper played Cheaty on The Good Place. Oh, okay. And so, and then also Kristen Malati's name is in it. Oh. And she did that movie with Andy Samberg called Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And she eventually became the mother on How I Met Your Mother. Yes. And she was in the, in the best episode yet of um, the video game show on Apple TV Plus. Um, Mythic, Mythic, Mythic Quest. Quest. It starred both of them, so I, I gave it a shot, and I will tell you what, it's frigging awesome. Mm. And it just dropped. There are only two episodes that have dropped. Do you have to pay for Peacock to watch it? So if you if you are a Comcast TV subscriber, no, it comes with it. Now, do I know if you get it with a free version of Peacock? I do not know. But, and, and and just to give you a little bit of background, here's the story. There's this couple played by the two aforementioned actors. And, and right off the bat, I'm in love with this show because it's a mixed couple. And they're on their 10-year anniversary trip. And you can tell that she has at least kind of checked out of the marriage. He's still making these kind of half-hearted attempts, but he's he could be far more interested or just as interested talking to strangers as he would be paying attention to his wife. So they're, they're strained right now. Mm-hmm. Well, this anniversary trip puts their marriage to the test. When they f- went on this trip to the Yucatan, by the way. Oh. And one day while they're out riding ATVs, she falls off the ATV, falls down a hill, and finds an old Motorola flip phone. And she puts it in her pocket. And what's interesting and the reason why this works is because she, she is so checked out of her marriage that she finds this phone far more interesting than doing stuff with her husband, right? But it unlocks a mystery, a murder mystery at this resort or at a similar resort from 15 years before. And the show goes between the present with them trying to figure out the mystery and the events of that mystery 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. This is so good. The first episode, you talk about reeling in. The first episode reeled me in and I'm stopping here so that Laura can watch this show with me. Oh, okay. But it is on Peacock. It is called The Resort, and literally it just dropped. Oh, okay. And and I was looking at reviews, you know, because I was trying to look up information about this show, and one of the articles that I saw said, this is the kind of show Peacock needs to survive, uh, and that is absolutely true. Okay. So if you have Peacock, check out the resort. You will not be disappointed. Nice. All right. The last thing that I have is a documentary that's on Hulu. It is Victoria's Secret. 
angels and demons. And it's dum, dum, dum. all about the dark underbelly of Victoria's Secret, like the store, Victoria's Secret. And uh, Les Wexner, the CEO, or former CEO, he's not the CEO anymore, of Victoria's Secret and L Brands that included the Limited and Bath and Body Works and all those stores you'd find in the mall back when yeah. malls were a thing. And yeah, I apparently Jeffrey Epstein had a huge connection to Les Wexner. And he was doing all of his Epstein shit, and Wexter Wexner never cut him off. He told he his only statements were, you know, I told him to stop if he was doing it, but there were never any consequences for Epstein. So Epstein and he and he stuck up for him. And he stuck up for him, yeah. And he he never fired him or whatever, until it was way, like, yeah, he's in big trouble now. So. Epstein had to have had something on Wexner. And the last of the... Oh, I don't remember how many episodes there were of this. I think there were only three episodes of this three. on Hulu. And they're like an hour long apiece. The last episode is very much Epstein-centric. The other two talk more about the history of Victoria's Secret and how it got the way it is and to where it was. The cult-like atmosphere, if you worked there... And then how it brought, originally, lingerie models, like, that's where you went to kill your career until Victoria's Secret started pulling in the big names. And then it made, like, the supermodels of the 80s, 90s that everybody heard about and everybody was into. Tyra Banks and that like kind Heidi of Klum, Heidi Tyra Klum, Banks. Tyra Banks, like that. The bit they like yeah. put them on the map. If you were, yeah. if you became a Victoria's Secret model, your career would take off. It, it also goes into how Victoria's Secret really is a brand was was is a brand by men for men of women's things. It's all run by men, men designing it, men deciding what the layouts of ads and the catalog would be, and it wasn't really trying to market to women, but for some reason, in the 80s, women were women going for it, up. and women ate it up, Well, except and, for And me. this is the last thing that I watched also, and what was fascinating, there was a quote in episode two by one of the people who worked for Victoria's Secret. And she said, outwardly, they had women in almost all the key roles, but they fought tooth and nail and lost all the time to Wexner and the other dude, the marketing dude. Mm -hmm. And they showed an example of two commercials, one put together by the women who ran the company and another one by them, the men. And they are, the man one is hypersexual, and, and it said women with barely anything on, while the women's version was more informational. And then, and then in episode two, that's when they really start, they really start going into that Jeffrey Epstein connection and how he used Victoria's Secret he and his wife, to traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He claimed he was a Victoria's Secret, like, model scout. Talent scout. Talent yeah. scout or whatever. 
And, yeah. And would lure people to hotel rooms because they thought Victoria's Secret. Hey, yeah. Hey, why not? And then they would, of course, because it's Victoria's Secret, have to get down to their bras and panties. Mm-hmm. Or put on the ones uh, provided if he did provide them. God only knows right. if he really did. And there was a call by a woman who ran from the room. Mm-hmm. And because she called her friend and said, nope, can't do this. I feel disgusting. And when she filed a police report, the next quote was that it was so interesting that the police would believe the word of a dude just saying, no, I didn't do it, versus somebody who went to the police to file a report. And, and I'm paraphrasing. It's a rich white dude. Let's well, start yeah. there. They believe the rich white dude, which that is not shocking to me at all. No, not not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> For a myriad of reasons. Yeah. But it, it was fascinating. Because I thought Victoria was a real chick, but nope, totally made up. Oh, yeah. Victoria has always been a dude. And Victoria's Secret started as a catalog business only by some guy somewhere. And it had that it, Victoria. It was Victorian. And it was for the embarrassed man who couldn't go to the lingerie section of Sears or what store have you to buy his wife lingerie. He had to order it from a catalog. Yeah. And then that business started to tank and Lex, Les Wexner was like, yo, I'll buy it from you. I'll buy it. And I'll then he created you. the persona of Victoria. A British woman. Of course. Cause, Aspirational. Yes. But naughty. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fascinating thing because well because for years and years and years and and quite frankly I haven't stepped foot in a mall in God knows how long. Mm. Thank you Amazon. Yeah. But what's fascinating is you would always pass Victoria's Secret and look, and they knew that and they talked about that in the show because they talked about advertising, and how would they advertise? And they said the mall is our advertisement. Mm-hmm. And boy, were they! Tr- boy, was that correct? Until they what made other the store- spaceship ads. Yeah. What the fuck was that ad? Anyway. You know what? They, those fuckers hired Michael Bay to do a commercial. I right, and I'm like, oh, where are the explosions? Where are they? And then boom, yeah. they go off. I'm like, I knew it. But it's but it's but it's fascinating how. Well, first of all, if you, if you're a dude and you don't feel at least a little scuzzy. You don't really have a heart, and I'm sorry. I will. I will just say that, because because you, you come away from this feeling like, oh fuck, men are sleaze balls, but then, but then there is one model of color who is interviewed, and she puts a point out there as well that the aspirational women in Victoria's Secret were not only unhealthily oh god yeah you know unhealthily modeled. You could see ribs and and all of this other sort of stuff, but there weren't any models of color until Tyra. Until Tyra, maybe, yeah. And and even then, when there was Tyra, there was only Tyra. And even with the unhealthily thin models, they still airbrush them more with Photoshop, yep. making them even thinner and like impossible for any person to look that way. Yeah, and they say in the show, it's it's impossible to think about body image and shaming 
in the modern age with social media, this catalog was the social media of the time, yeah. Yeah. making women feel bad about their about their image. Yeah. Well, and then it's, it's like me, the f only time I ever went into a Victoria's Secret, they didn't even carry bras in my size. So I was like, well, right. this is useless to me. And yeah, I never looked at Victoria's Secret walking by. I'm like, that ain't for me. Well, but it was one of those, oh, it's Victoria's Secret. Oh, but you know, for me, that that doesn't help me. Well, none. right, but but for any <laughs> yeah. real, but for any real person. Oh, you're saying I'm not real? No, I'm. Uh, but for any real, no, I'm saying you are. You are real. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying, but for any oh. real person, Victoria's Secret didn't exist. Oh yeah, it didn't. Yeah, for regular body types, where I don't know, you're bigger than a double D. I'm gonna say. If that. Well, but. A D, but you had to have such a small body size well, for the yeah for the bras, but the cup size um, is like the ideal that men want. They want the big boobs, but the small number. The yeah. number is round. The, the cup size is how big your boobs are, and if you were I don't know bigger than a thirty six D or something, you ain't gonna find nothing. You were yeah, you were shit out of luck. <laughs> yeah. Because that's as the big secret as they of go. that was that you ain't shopping here. Yeah, yeah. So I looked at this documentary in two different ways. It's completely fascinating as a history. Yes, I did like the of history the, of it. Of the brand and of L Brands and uh, Les Wexner and how successful he was with that shopping mall store, yes. the retail shopping yeah, the, mall store. That that was completely fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. And then when they start dipping into the the seedy underbelly, the Jeffrey Epstein and, and all that, the part that makes you feel, okay, let me back up. You still feel a little scuzzy with the history part because you realize that it was two dudes running this magazine. And even though they hired these women, it was for, for show. Yeah. And that they had no real voice in a company that was supposed to be by, for, and about women. Right. But then when they get to the Jeffrey Epstein part, oh, man. and this is going to be hard for me to say, but follow me here. It almost turns into a separate documentary. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. And it turns into Jeffrey Epstein, rat bastard, and mentions Victoria's Secret. Mm -hmm. So if you know the story of Jeffrey Epstein... And didn't he commit suicide? Uh, that's what they say. Coward. I mean, seriously. Well, they fucking coward. Some say he committed. Well, the official word. Or is he, he was suicided, right? Yeah, the official word is he committed suicide, but many of people do not agree with that assessment. Yeah. But either way, he he would never face what he should he face. He didn't face. Yeah, he he never right. got. He, ne to face he never it. faced it. Um, so I would recommend watching this I would too. from, from both of those aspects. One, to find out what an absolute fucking scuzzbag Jeffrey Epstein was, but also to find out if you have a mind and want, want us another story about the eighties. Cause let's face it, Victoria's Secret was just as eighties as the breakfast club was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I. It's a very interesting three hours to spend. Mm -hmm.
and watching all these episodes. What's even more interesting is if you try to look up this documentary, Victoria's Secret, Angels and Demons, on Google, the very first thing that comes up is an ad from Victoria's Secret saying, a new philosophy, the new Victoria's Secret. <laughs> They're already doing damage control. Uh, Victoria's Secret. Angels and on Demons. Hulu. Angels and Demons mm-hmm. on Hulu. Yes. Yeah, definitely worth a watch. All right. That's all I got. That's all I got, too. And and uh, and And on a sad note, I have to say this, but I want to end the show on a sort of positive note. Hmm. Mentioning somebody's death. Mm-hmm. Tony Dow died. Yes. And for our younger viewers, our younger viewers, our younger listeners, <laughs> who may or may not have ever watched Leave It to Beaver, he played Wally, the older brother of Beaver. And for many, many years, I think this show ran for six years. From the late 50s to the early 60s. And it was the show to show a nuclear family in, in in, you know. In that time. Whatever. In that time. But the reason I bring this up is because in the obituaries that I read about Tony Dow, I found out that he was also suffering from a deep depression. And he used a great portion of his life to bring it to light at a time that it was not cool to talk about mental health or not in vogue to talk about mental Mm -hmm. health. And he would use his celebrity from Leave it to Beaver, which he could never shake. Oh, gosh. Yeah. To help bring this to light. So and why do I bring this up? I bring it up in part because of the whole Victoria's Secret thing, too. Mm. Because body image brings about depression and so forth and so on. And if you have problems now, please go seek help. But but what I find very cool is when I hear somebody who spent their life and the rest of their career post-acting or whatever doing some good in the world. And that was awesome. So rest in peace, Tony Dow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess that's it. That's, I mean, yeah, that's all I got, man. Yeah, that's it. Let's that's all it. I got, too. I'm going to turn my fans back on because I'm sweating Do again. It. Do it. Turn it all back on. I hate being fat. I swear to <laughs> I God. I think it would be hot even if you weren't fat. Oh, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's just bloody terrible. Yeah. This planet is frying. Oh, if, half of it is underwater. Half of it is frying. Oh, my God. God help us all. Anyway... Thank you all for listening. Make sure you catch up on all of your back episodes of The Watchlist uh, with Patty and Bill by going to thewatchlistpod.com. You can also go there, click on the Contact Us button, and, and, hey, let us know what you're watching. And would your younger you be disappointed or go, meh, or be very excited for who you are now? I would love to hear that. Yeah. Uh, and then make sure you get engage with us on social media at symbol pirate Alice at symbol Bill Ivory Larson at symbol the Watchlist Pod. If you're on Apple, give us a five star review and subscribe to our podcast. We are damned entertaining when we're not talking about death and models and stuff. Yes. All right. <laughs> ah, well, I guess we will talk to everybody next time. Oh, speaking of next time, we're gonna have to figure out something because I'm gonna be out of town. No, oh, jeez. I know. Well, you know. 
but I but I might be able to squeeze in a couple of things and do it remotely. Okay. So we will see. But it might be all. It might be the watch list with Patty. And somebody next I week. find. <laughs> and somebody you find, or just the watch list with Patty. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. You guys take care. Have a great week, and we will chat with you again soon. Okay. okay bye. bye.